from API, this is Energy Tomorrow Radio, your source for information and conversation about the most important energy issues of the day. Hello, I'm Jane Van Ryan, your host for Energy Tomorrow Radio. Today we're going to address static electricity, and our guests are Robin Rorick, Senior Marketing Associate, and Rayola Dewar, Senior Economic Advisor. Both of these individuals are from API. Now, we're talking about static electricity today because, as you know, it's the holiday season. Americans are making their annual trips to visit family and friends for Thanksgiving and for the holidays. And, as a result, they will be spending time on the road and will be filling up their cars and trucks with fuel. We thought it would be a good idea to talk about the safe handling of motor fuels. Robin, safety always is of paramount importance when dealing with flammables. And I've heard about the potential for fires at the gas pump that can be caused by static electricity. So let's talk about that a bit. What is the problem with static electricity and where does it come from? Well, when people come to refuel, at times they can bring with them a charge. And this charge can exhibit itself as a spark. If that spark comes and while you are refueling, it can ignite the vapors that take place while you're refueling your vehicle and cause a fire. But where does this come from? Well, much like what occurs when you walk on your carpet with socks and you develop that static electricity, the sliding in and out of your car tends to be a really good source for that static electricity buildup. So this occurs even if you're standing on concrete at a service station. It does. Now, if you were to step out of your car in bare feet, that static electricity would discharge into the concrete through the steel that reinforces the concrete. However, I think most people are going to be wearing shoes when they refuel their vehicle, and these shoes will act as an insulator. I've even heard that in some cases, it's women that have more of a problem with this than men because they have a tendency to get back in their cars more frequently than men when they're filling up their cars by themselves. Well, and that and that could be, and it, a lot of times it may depend on whether or not you're wearing the right clothes. For instance, if you're wearing wool and you're sliding in over your cloth seats, that may also create an increased risk of a charge. But certainly... Everybody gets slides in and out of their car oftentimes, and it doesn't take much to create a charge. Well, you mentioned wool, so I would presume that this problem is worse in winter than in summer? It is, uh, primarily because winter, uh, the drier months occur during the cold winter months. Now, you can have a drier month during the summer or during the warmer months, and your risk will increase. But it is important to note that static fires are quite rare, despite the fact that more than 145 billion gallons of fuel are sold in the United States a year. Well, what should consumers do to make sure that they aren't inadvertently carrying static electricity whenever they fill up their car? Well, we recommend that during the refueling process that people stand outside for the entire length of the refueling process. Now, on average, it takes about two minutes to refuel a car, so we suggest that people stay outside for that entire time. If you do have to get back into the car, we urge people to touch something metal like the door jam before reaching over and trying to touch the nozzle. That can actually get rid of the charge by simply touching the metal outside of the car? It can, and as unenjoyable as it may be, that that, that, that discharge of that spark could be very helpful in preventing any sort of fire when you are refueling. I've heard some people say that cell phones can start gasoline fires at the pump. Is there any truth to that? Uh, we are not aware at API of any uh, fire that has been caused by the use of a cell phone during refueling. You will see stickers oftentimes on pumps encouraging customers to not use their cell phones while they're refueling. But this is really more to make sure that people have their uh, complete and undivided attention 
directed towards the refueling process rather than a conversation. Perhaps we should mention that in 48 of the 50 states, consumers can operate the pumps and fill up their own cars and trucks. There are two states, apparently, where they're not allowed to do that. Is that correct? Yes, it is. In New Jersey and Oregon, they have old fire rules that they've kept in in effect all these years. And in those two states, they need an attendant to um, to service your car. So in the rest of the states, though, people should be very careful and very conscious of static electricity. Absolutely, all the time. Um, of course, one other thing that we probably ought to mention is that there are some safety measures built into the gasoline and diesel pumps to protect consumers. Um, Robin, perhaps you can explain to our listeners what happens if there is a fire that is created at the pump. Well, let me let me give you a couple of examples of some of the safety precautions that are at a pump that people often don't know about. There is, uh, for instance, an attitude adjuster, which is which is in the handle of the pump, so that if you were to drop the handle or if it were to fall out for whatever reason, uh, that would flip and there would be no flow of gasoline that would continue. Likewise, there is a, a shear valve underneath the dispenser so that if a car were to knock over the dispenser, let's say, that shear valve would, would, be to, would, be, would prevent the flow of gasoline from, as well. Uh, in regards to your specific question about a fire, physics tends to be a, a pretty good preventative of static fires. We've, you need three basic things for a fire, an ignition source, oxygen, and fuel. We've talked a little bit about the ignition source and about ways to reduce that. The, uh, the oxygen tends to be a really good preventative for making sure that the, if there is a fire, that the fire doesn't flow down through the tubes of the, of the dispenser and into the underground storage tank and cause a catastrophic fire, which you may have seen on a Hollywood movie or something like that. What happens if someone simply forgets to take the nozzle out of their fill pipe and they drive away with the nozzle still in the tank? What happens then? Well, and, and that does happen, and, and there is technology that was specifically put on all dispensers or pumps to prevent that from, or to allow that to happen and not pull over the dispenser. If you were to follow the hose up towards the top of the pump, you'll see a connector, which is called a breakaway connector, and it just and it does just that. So that when you do see someone, if that does happen, you will see them drive off with the nozzle in the car and the hose dangling behind, but no pump because it will have broken away from the hose. And so there'd be minimal spill of gasoline or diesel fuel? There would point? be. It would really be only be the fuel that was in that line, in that hose, when you drove off. I also understand that there is a potential for fire when filling gasoline cans. What's the proper way to fill a can? Well, we suggest that folks take their gasoline cans out of the back of their tr cars or off of the bed of their trucks and put them on the concrete to refuel them. When you do refuel the gas cans, really only fill them to about 95% full so that you can allow for some expansion. Why do you have to take them out of your trunk or out of the bed of your truck? Well, like humans, when we slide in and out of the car, if the gas tank is sliding around in the back of your vehicle or in the bed of your truck, it can develop a static charge, which when you're refilling, that charge can be exhibited as a spark and, re and ignite the uh, fumes coming from the refueling. But no problem if they put it on concrete. No, no problem if they put it on concrete. Now, Rayola, a lot of people are making these holiday trips, as we mentioned earlier. What are some other things that they should think about or should do, perhaps, to ensure the safety of their cars and perhaps their tires before they leave? Make sure, for example, that your car is tuned properly and regularly, and keep your tires properly inflated. Uh, an engine tune-up, for example, can improve a car's fuel efficiency by an average of one mile per gallon, and underinflated tires can reduce it by that amount. 
And even more importantly, slow down. Uh, the faster you drive, the more gasoline your car uses. And driving at 65 miles an hour, for example, instead of 55 miles an hour, reduces your fuel economy by about two miles per gallon. So I would say drive safely, drive slowly, and, and have a wonderful holiday. Sounds great. And always remember to wear your seatbelts. They're critically important. Well, Rayola and Robin, thank you both for coming today. Hopefully these tips will be very useful for consumers as they plan to take off for the holiday season. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on Energy Tomorrow Radio, brought to you by the people of America's oil and natural gas industry. For more information about this podcast or to submit questions for future shows, visit energytomorrow.org. That's energytomorrow.org.